0: Hello, Mary Lou. How are you? You got some proms to go to. Oh, yes, Eugene for the win. That was awesome. That was awesome. It's all coming back to you. The squibs are really good, or they just flat out just blow someone up.
1: We'll be friends. Wow, you, you hipster snob, you.
0: Yeah, I hipped it up, I guess. We'll be friends. You don't get that number of credits unless you're Christopher Lee or doing porn. This guy shags everything in the movie. movie oh, you have a garden? We're going to. We have a small garden with you know just some vegetables that we like. Just something, <laughs> so, uh, just something for her and to, so something for her to do and something for like. Get the kids to do stuff outside. Right. So, I, as you can see, I'm back in my
1: office. Yeah, I was gonna say, internet's not liking something's not right. You're no, already. It. It. It.
0: It. Can you at least hear me? I'm. I'm not like stuttering, talking. No, your your audio seems okay. Is the video decent enough?
1: Or I'm I'm making it really small. See if that'll help. I don't know why. It's... Yeah. Oh, I mean... It's... O- it's just not doing anything. It's obvious that that... Me and my office, that is the
0: culprit, though.
1: It sure seems that way. Yeah. Oh, and I've got this other little window here. I don't know why. <sighs> Go away. I've got two of you. Now I've got two of you. Great. Oh, bro, it's... Two of you Gina is certainly better than one. That's <laughs> one big one and one tiny one. <laughs> <sighs> You're you're max headrooming all over the place. It's almost uh, hard to
0: look at. And you're actually fine. I mean, the quality isn't great, but it's but that's obvious. It's got to be my office. I just, I simply don't know where else to go, to go. Oh, like basement again? <laughs> oh, oh, I hate it down there. Just sitting beside the furnace. <laughs> well, at least here I get to angrily look out at neighbor riffraff.
1: Yeah, you get distracted. <laughs> yeah, just,
0: oh, the guy's out there piddling around in his truck. Just go, leave. Blech. Whatever. Well, I, I finally got you down to
1: one screen, but if I minimize it one way, your face just disappears and I'm just looking over your shoulder. Okay, great. Which is okay. Thanks, Skype. Uh, whatever. I'm not gonna look at you.
0: Ah! <laughs> Uh, how's it going? Oh, pretty good. I, the last couple days, I, uh, had a head cold pretty bad, and I'm like, uh-huh.
1: Oh yeah, me too. I'm still, I had it that one weekend real bad, and then I felt pretty good during the week, and then the weekend came, and all the trees started flowering, and I don't know, you just, you turn 38, and all of a sudden you have allergies. That's, that was me. Yeah. I never was allergic to anything, and now I'm allergic to everything.
0: Yep. And uh, I'm pretty sure I got the, this sickness from you just through through the interweb. Oh, I'm okay with that if you're sitting in your office again. uh uh-huh. <laughs> Yep. Yep. But, uh, yeah, I, I started feeling it on, like, Saturday night. And I'm like, oh, great. Woke up Sunday morning, I'm like, wonderful. The Avengers Day that I bought tickets for a month ago or more, That's I got a head cold. Now I'm, I'm like, unless I'm barfing my guts out, I'm going to go to the theater today. And but, get uh, every single person in that theater sick. Someone, hey, someone was out and about and got me sick, so to hell with the rest of you. Yep. <laughs> I have the same mentality. <laughs> uh-huh. So, uh anyway, but uh, I just I chalk it up to, you know, I get enough groceries and even like at karate, there's, you know, it's is physical contact with a lot of people. You're going to get sick. It is what it is. And, uh, and who knows? My kids... Uh, Hudson now has developed allergies, so he's coughing all the time and sneezing. And so sometimes it's like, well, what if in between one of those, you know, he he coughs and sneezes all the time. And it's like, well, it's allergies. But what if there's a little cold that creeps in there and we just don't know about it? And it's like, he's got his allergies, but now he has a head cold, but we don't know it because he's doing the exact same thing. That's what I thought
1: was going on with me. I know it started with a head cold because it started with a sore throat. And then, oh, I was just laid up for a day. <clears throat> but yeah. then after that, I'm, when I was down at my in-laws house, I mean, we ate lunch and I had to go lay down. Like I felt so miserable all of a sudden. And I think it's because their house is completely surrounded by trees and those maple trees that are uh,
0: going crazy right now. And I, I, I was like, I can't breathe. Yeah. Yeah. So I, the last couple of days I've been sick, but last night I'm like, you know what? I, I I'm going to go to karate. I'm going to power through this. And honestly, like, I started feeling better after, after I was there. I was like, maybe it was just the activity or whatever, but I woke up this morning. I'm like, I think I'm knock on wood. I think I'm back to being 50%, which is a <laughs> normal for me. I'm usually at a straight 50%, just grade C, C minus. Yeah. I'm happy with that. Just not, not even passing. Just, just yeah. average. Surviving. I mean, it's one of those things. Once you, once you hit your forties, it's like, eh, the, 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 the grades are now, you're, I mean, B minus is like, that is, that would be like A plus in your early twenties. Yeah. So I'll settle for C, C plus, you know. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's actually pretty true. That's about where I rate. Yep. So, yeah, if I don't have like, you know, right now I'm like, hey, my, my groin muscle doesn't hurt, my arm doesn't hurt, uh, I don't have a pinched thing in my back, I'm like, uh, Other than some explosive diarrhea, I'm good to go.
1: <laughs> uh, got it. I got still got this sinusy crap going on. My sciatic on my left side feels great, so it hurts to sit, hurts to stand, and walk. Yep. Oh, I know how you feel. Oh yeah, yeah. You know how I injured that one? Yeah, me either. It's probably just sitting or being on the couch uh-huh. or standing or existing. Yeah,
0: I just I do think it's funny that my dad. I mean, he's got so many oh. Every part of his body is just creaking and he just keeps on. He's, he's so determined. Like, I, I'm gonna still cut wood and I'm still gonna hunt deer and whatever. And it's, he's, he's hurting all the time. And I'm like, you're, you know, you're not in your thirties anymore. And I'm like, I, now I'm in my forties and I'm like, I'm not in my thirties anymore. And I can start telling too, if I overexert myself too much, then I get hurt and my arm hurts and my dick muscles pulled. <laughs> Oh yeah, got to stretch
1: before you use the walk behind mower. That's what I got. Oh. To t-
0: <laughs> Here we go. Yep. So anyway, but uh, hey, as long as I can still eat ice cream, on uh, all is all is well in the universe. <laughs> the bar is low. Yes. Yeah. It's that is one of the few joys of life is slasher movies and fudge ripple ice cream. <laughs> I don't even have the ice cream. <laughs> oh, I. I told I told my wife that too. It's like. I've given up lots of food because I'm allergic and whatever I'm like and I'm allergic to ice cream too. I'm allergic to dairy, I'm like, and I don't care. I it's my one Amishy thing that I'm gonna keep on keeping on. I eat ice cream. <laughs> screw all who try to take it away from me. And screw your bowels, I guess. Oh yes. That's hence we circle back to the whole yeah. explosive diarrhea thing. Yeah. yeah. Lovely. Mm-hmm. Speaking yeah. of explosive diarrhea, are you ready for the roulette? Oh, no, I'm not, but let's
1: do it. It's time to spin the wheel of the movie Roulette where we dive in the ocean of cinema and try and find those gems in the rough. And on this episode of the Roulette, it is Jonathan up against Antidote. And you're up first, sir. Tell me about Antidote. Antidote from
0: 2018, starring... Randy Couture and Chuck Zito. Um... Where do I start with this? Uh... So it's kind of an action movie, I think, and a horror movie, kind of. Uh, Randy Couture is a which, if you don't know Randy Couture, he's a, he's one of the Expendables, and he was good in Expendables. If you know who, ball headed dude, big burly yeah. guy, um, he was pretty good in that ensemble cast movie. And then there's this where he's the best thing in it, and he's not good. Uh, Chuck Zito is in it too, and I. I, I know this guy. I, watching the movie, I'm like, I've seen this Chuck Zito guy before. I know I have. So I checked. I'm like, ah, right. There we go. He's, uh, he's in Sons of Anarchy. Um, and he's just been, he's been in enough stuff that I've seen him in bit parts and whatever. So, um, oh, he was in, uh, 1990 Bronx Warriors from 1982. Aw, It's kind of cool. I don't, um,
1: I don't recognize. Oh, okay. Yeah, I
0: think I've seen him in a few things. So, yeah, this is shot on video on a budget of tens um, and uh, tens and tens of, tens of dollars. Uh, they're in the Amazon, South America, I think, and he's a treasure hunter guy. And then we're also dealing with doctors that are doing witchy things or whatever, zombie witchy things. And their lives are going to collide. Oh, oh, the acting, dude. It's, oh, the acting is, there, there, it's one take. <laughs> one take and cut, that's a wrap, let's move on. Uh, witch stuff, My there's a Mayan witch thing again. Once again, this is me on my phone while it's on, just fulfilling my obligation, just so that I can, okay, I have, I did the work. I, I've worked now. I've ninety minutes of my life is now passed, and I've, I can move on. But their lives collide, and then they—the they, girls are. There's a couple girls in it, and I, which in the it was awful, awful. That's. I think this has officially unseated uh, Twin Sanity as the worst roulette of the year. This wow, was terrible. That's saying something. Oh, and you know you're screwed when the first, like, 30 seconds, you're like, oh no. You're using that font, that, that home computer free font for your stuff. And just, I'm like, oh, this is, this was edited on a home computer and shot on a Sony handycam, I'm sure of it, or something similar to it. And, it was awful. It was awful. Um, I, Treasure Hunters, eh, things happen. I mean, there's a witch in the end. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what else to say. I don't, I remember so little, about, I watched it, uh, furiously, furious. <laughs> it took me three sittings to get through it. And each time I would hit play, I'm like, where, what's going on? Okay. The doctor's now, all oh, the girls are arguing again. Um, and they're like the, the pretty type. Sure. You're a doctor. Sure. Uh, sure you are. Um, Anything else? You no, know, no anything whenever else? you're
1: done. Whenever you're done. Zero.
0: Zero stars. Zero. Okay. You, that, that can, I don't know if it's unseating Twin Sanity, though, because I've got a deep, like, that's a real deep hatred, black hatred for that thing. <laughs> this, this is just, no, this is a black hatred, too. So. <laughs> just so, to they, so much, so much black hatred to go around. No, oh, there is. It's just, oh, these movies need to be sacrificed to, to the witch thing in the movie. <laughs> oh, wearing a big. Uh, goofy head uh screw this movie. Back to you. Jonathan
1: Uh Jonathan leaves the office every day at ni- no, th- that's wrong. <laughs> um just strike one, two and three IMDB. Uh siblings share a body. They get it for twelve hours each day. They have this routine set up, set up where uh the one consciousness goes from seven AM to seven PM, and the other one does the PM to AM. And, you know, they have this deal worked out where they videotape their day. Well, at the end of the day, they'd give a video report of who they interacted with. So in case they bump into the same people, it's not awkward. They can pretend like they know. And very few people know about the consciousness switch with them. Uh, And then, you know, the one starts asking questions of the other one. You know, it takes a day to get a response, because you leave a video message, then you go to bed, then they have their day, and then they leave a video message back, and so a conversation of ten lines takes ten days. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, night day, night day, night day. And the one gets suspicious of the other, because the one is very serious, and let's just go to work and keep our heads down, no girlfriends, no relationships, and the other one stumbles into a relationship with a girl, and then is lying to the other one about it, and so... He keeps finding strangers he's like, Why are we tired? Why well, I'm tired all the time? Why are we tired? Uh because your other one is not living up to what he said and resting and he's staying out and partying and stuff. So the other one's tired. And uh at this point I paused the movie to because you know, should be wrapping things up here. I kinda see where this is going. <laughs> no, we weren't even at the halfway point yet. Ah and it's one of those movies where every shot on every reaction of every person, just hangs on a little long. And then, you oh, know... it's
0: artsy! They it's ask, artsy!
1: They ask a question. Well, what about this? And the person goes, hmm, and is thinking about it and pondering. And then, hmm, and then responds. I think you could have easily cut a half an hour out of this movie. Easily. Got it down to like an hour ten for crying out loud. <laughs> Most of it takes place in their apartment, and oh. it's... <laughs> it's a guy arguing with himself. It's not himself, it's his brother in his head. But And they, the conversation takes a, uh, days. And it goes on and on, and then he's this relationship with this girl, and I don't care. It's not a bad movie. I'm gonna be correct here. Somebody will enjoy this. Somebody will think it's good. If I had watched this in my 20s, I might have been more tolerant of it. But as it is, I've got a stack of crap I'd way rather be watching than this guy arguing with himself and this girl. uh,
0: I just, I did not care. I did not care. Isn't it great when roulettes feel like a literal job? Like a minimum, like you're getting under minimum. You're not even getting paid. It's costing you life is what it's doing. And money. I'm paying for this. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: So it, it was not literal dog shit, but it uh, it just, you know what it really screamed was, and maybe I should look into the director some more because maybe I'm way off base here, but it screamed like, I got this really clever artistic script and I wrote it when I was in college in film school and now I'm going to make it for... Yeah. $200,000 or something. I, uh, no, I'm good. I'm all good. Oh, this is his
0: first major, his first full, full film. Mm-hmm. I believe that my guy, my director, well, it was his, uh, Ken Barbett. What else did Ken Barbet do? Wow. This guy do? took
1: his sweet time. He did a short in 1994. He did his next short in 1996. And then he did a third short in 2005
0: and then Jonathan. Huh? Well, my my guy has uh been around. I mean, wow, he he's actually done a couple of uh oh, Michael Rooker got he got Michael Rooker to be in that movie. Oh, geez. So yeah, my director, he's made 3 movies. Uh The Killer Instinct, Eliminator and Antidote. Um Now, yeah, never watched the other two. Unless they're on the roulette and you throw them my way then I will. All <laughs> well, very possible. Are you ready for
1: the next round? Uh, I guess that was depressing. Yeah, there's there's nothing positive there.
0: (laughs) Uh, Moving on. Oh, me, I'm up. Yeah. Okay. uh Um, First up is The Ruthless. This is a Netflix original. And IMDb is showing a runtime of Hour and 30 Minutes TVMA. A rebellious teen grows up to become one of Milan's most ambitious criminals during the golden years of the... I'm not going to try to pronounce that name. Something Mafia in the 1980s. So, ooh, you are set in the 80s. It's Mafia. And now, I'm pretty sure that this is sub... Yeah, it is. It's got to be subtitles. Language is Italian. So, there is that. But it's a Netflix original, so that elevates it, I think, somewhat. And 80s Mafia, that sounds cool to me. And that's in my queue, so throwing that over your way. Uh, next up is Photographer... F. P. H. E. R. Of, hold on here. Malthuson. Yeah, I'm trying to find it on IMDb. They oh. don't want to show me what it's up. It's not coming up, of course. Why would Why would it? Oh, by it's, the way, uh, uh, IMDb has Jonathan
1: at hour thirty five, whereas Netflix it was hour forty five.
0: So. Ah, nice. Oh, I see. Isn't that great? Yeah. Um. <laughs> okay, so the photographer of Malthuson, This was on the roulette before and i'm not going to take the time to go to, on to netflix to actually find it because it's not popping up on imdb so it's uh world war II concentration camp drama uh photographer it, i think it sounds really good it's one that i really want to watch but I, also, i've got, also subtitled oh it is well um okay there you go uh and then <laughs> then the last one is uh The Hard Way. This one here is not subtitled, but it stars Michael J. White and Luke Gross and Randy Couture is back. Such a dick. Oh, that's wonderful. After learning his brother died on a mission in Romania, a former soldier teams up with... You screwed me all up now. Two allies to hunt down a mysterious enemy and extract revenge. It's an action movie, you see. Um... Uh, oh boy. Hey the budget on that one was four million, so that's good. And it it the language <laughs> is in English. That was so. that was
1: good in nineteen eighty five. Now yeah. it's not
0: <laughs> Oh boy, boy, there's a whole lot of Randy Couture to go Ugh, we're just spreading him all over the place on this episode. <laughs> uh coming your way.
1: Arsenal. 2017, when his ne'er-do-well brother is kidnapped and held for ransom by a vicious mobster, an above-board businessman is forced to break a few rules. Adrian Grenier, Jonathan Sheck, Nicholas Cage, John Cusack, directed by our good buddy Stephen C. Miller.
0: Aw, oh, Steve. Wait a minute. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Stephen C. Miller.
1: Ooh, ooh, ooh.
0: Oh, you're, good. you're good buddy.
1: You're good friends.
0: Oh yeah. It's it's not my... my Theater boyfriend. It's it's uh, Silent Night. Yeah. Uh, director. Oh, that guy. Yeah. And a Mother. fat Nicholas Cage. And oh. John Cusack.
1: I mean, this thing's loaded for bear. Uh, next up, The Bye Bye Man. Three college students move into an office off-campus house and discover they're unwittingly unleashed a supernatural killer known as the Bye Bye Man. And your safe pick, I think. Son of a gun. A young petty thief who received protection from a notorious inmate in jail is forced to spring his defender from prison and help pull off a heist. Ian McGregor. Trailer looked good. Okay.
0: Um. Uh, bye bye man, I guess. We've got a theatrical release, so therefore, why not? But yeah, Arsenal, but poop. That's just poop. That's. <laughs> I even if it has Nicolas Cage and John Cusack, Stephen C. Miller, <laughs> you directed Silent Night, Sir. You're... And I thought you were back to defending that movie. Well, it's awful, but it's tolerable if I wait every couple of no, oh, a couple of years no, to watch not. it. <laughs> I think that the last time I watched it, I watched something right before that, a Christmas horror movie, or something that was. So, I think it was the one with D. Wallace. That it was so terrible. It was so awful, that then I wouldn't watch Silent Night, and I'm like, wait a minute. This is still really terrible, but it's not unwatchable. Like, I can sit through this and waste several more years of my life on this, so why not? But Preverse. still, that uh, Stephen C. Miller, eh, he's he's not like our buddy Stephen Miller. There's a difference. How does he keep getting gigs? I, I don't know. And it, it's almost like the Huey Bowl type thing, like... 10 million, it says here on here, IMDb says, 10 million dollar budget for this thing. It's like, did you watch Silent Night? Like, he, I mean, we're talking $100,000, that should be the cap for his budgets. Yeah, yeah. Make him be inventive and creative. Uh, I mean, he had an interesting twist on Silent Night. It had no snow. Yeah, (laughs) there was no snow, and hey, Santa Claus has a flamethrower. (sighs) Oh, that fucker. Oh. I've seen that movie way too many times. Oh, allow me, sir, to raise you one. <laughs> Why does yours always sound like a horn? <laughs> I've, pref- I've totally perfected that. Like, I like that. I need a certain sound. When I when it gets to a certain decibel level, you know that you're being cleaned out. See, in mine, I've got so much shit running down the back of my throat, I start gagging. I'm I'm over here. <laughs> Judas. Judas. Boy, Nicolas Cage's hair is... You'd think you've seen the worst of Cage's hair, and I'm just seeing pictures on this Arsenal movie, and have you seen how he looks in this thing? Yeah, yeah, he's a disaster. I mean, oof. Wow. John Cusack has on the cover, he's got sunglasses and a hat on. uh, Pulled down, I'm like, yeah, I don't blame you, buddy. (laughs) Keep that hat pulled down over your face. I'd be doing the same thing.
1: Uh, The Bye Bye Man, I believe, was... Um, shot in Cleveland, by the way, or
0: in the Cleveland area, by Clevelanders. Oh, that's cool. It got a theatrical release, so it's at least not going to be what I've watched the last couple weeks or whatever. The last...
1: I've heard it's pretty awful, so good luck. Yeah, well. And it's a horror movie, and those are hard to find for you. Yep. Okay, and I'll take the hard way. Because... Ah! Ah, two... Two hour plus movies that are subtitled and then the hard way. That's that. Those are my options. And after <laughs> Jonathan, I... <yeah. laughs>
0: the Ruthless, though, that's an hour and a half. Says IMDb. <laughs> uh, 111
1: minutes I'm seeing here. Oh. Might be 111 great minutes. It, you should it, find I, out. I watched part of the trailer, but subtitled. It's in my queue, but I'm good right now. After Jonathan, I need a, I need something else. Yeah. Okay, there you go. Next round of the roulette. It'll be the hard way up against the Bye Bye
0: Man. Bye Bye Man. What an awful title! Like, I get, I get that title confused with the Slender Man movie too. Yeah. Like, okay, now which one? Because the covers look the same. The titles are similar. I think that Slender Man got even more hate than Bye Bye Man. I think. I don't know about that. No, really. Oh boy. Um, regardless, once Slenderman hits Netflix, throw her my way! Oh, of course I will. Okay, you ready for the next segment? Yes.
1: In honor of Endgame coming out, we decided to break down our top five of the MCU, and that will lead us into the first review of, uh, Recently Watched, which will be Endgame. There will be spoilers ahead, folks. Yes. But I believe it's, it by the time this comes out, it'll have been out a week, and that's more than enough time
0: these days. Yeah. We'll start with you, sir. Number five. Uh th- I got to say, this was a very... I'm not sure about you, but it was a very difficult list to make, top five. Because, uh, you know, of course, I had to do my honorable mentions, but I'm like, well, in a situation like this to where they're all kind of one big thing, it wasn't as easy, you know? So I'm looking... I'm like literally right now looking at my list. I'm like, well, shit. i That should be in my top five, but... I, I can't do that anymore. Um, so number five is Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, and actually, I'm going to say that, that this list here uh, it w- it was made up b- almost because of Infinity War and Endgame. That's where uh, some of these have shifted a little bit for me. But Guardians of the Galaxy is... Uh, after being Earthbound for the most, well, I guess Thor was, was, uh, in Asgard, but they end up on Earth. I like that, uh, this is complete science fiction, fantasy, outer spacey stuff. The cast, we've already talked about these movies time and time again, but I love how well the cast works together in this movie. The comedy bits are fantastic. This is, uh, actually, this is better than the sequel, which did not make my top five. Um, this was one when the, th- when the preview came out, I do remember thinking, oh, it's another Marvel movie and I've never heard of the Guardians of the Galaxy and it looks okay, but they're using, uh, witty, clever songs in the trailer and, you know, calling each other a-holes and waka waka. But then you watch the movie and it's like, no, it's brilliant. It's just brilliant. But before, like when this movie was being made and then released, I had, I didn't know who they were. And even at this point, I wasn't as invested as I am now in the MCU to where, uh like, there was a timeline going on here and these are all kind of fitting together. I knew kind of, sort of, like, okay, they're, you know, they're the Avengers or whatever, but I didn't know this huge overlying story arc of the Infinity Stones and all that and then how this heavily plays into that. Uh But upon rewatch, this is, well, even after the first viewing, I'm like, that was brilliant. And then the second time through... I think I've only watched it twice. I was... I'm in love with this movie. It's... It's so damn great. So
1: great. I agree. Uh, Number five for me is Iron Man. Uh, The bottom of the... The top, like, three or four were easy for me, because that hasn't really changed all that much over the years. Uh, But number five spot, I was like, who's going to sneak in there at the bottom? And I really thought about some... Well, some of my other honorable mentions I'll get to later. But I decided to give it to Iron Man for a couple of reasons. One... In my opinion, that movie is darn near perfect. And two, it's what started all this. It's the mm-hmm. first one. And three, it really set the form for an origin movie. It it follows the comic books all, almost to a fault. It's so good. The comedy is right. Tony is still likable at this point with all his uh, witty comments. Uh, he just seems eccentric. He doesn't tilt over into being an a-hole like he does later, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it it still works on rewatch. That movie completely holds up better than some of the other, um, origin movies. In my opinion, it's just damn good. So
0: number five for me. Yeah, I, uh, that one didn't make my top 10, uh, but and this is a hard list, to to whittle down, but I still really respect Iron Man, especially for what it began. And I don't want to say humble beginnings, but where, where it has led, it was. It's a great origin story. Uh, it is funny rewatching that movie and Tony Stark makes a MySpace comment. I'm like, Woof. "Ooh, oh MySpace!" There we go. But you know, it was. You know, I'm sure it was set in the yeah, year that it, you know, at the time so, that made sense. Yeah. Okay, number four for me is Black Panther. This has shot way up the list. This was one upon uh, my first viewing in the theater. Both my wife and I were like, "Like, like okay, it was good, a bit long, uh, but I gotta say, upon rewatch, that movie rules." The acting is spectacular. The action is spe- everything about the movie is just a huge spectacle done right, like a huge budget movie done near flawlessly there's a couple cgi things that may not quite work but the acting is so good in this i love the wakanda storyline and i love that um a black character is the hero of the movie and the that character has been embraced by so many people it's like he i never and much like guardians of the galaxy i did not expect some of these i don't want to say smaller characters but some of these not the main, yeah. Not the main right. Avenger group to become such hugely popular characters. I mean, at this point, I would say that Black Panther is right up there with the top tier Avenger group. Uh, just look at the box office numbers. That and I'll get to my review of Endgame as far as when Black Panther shows up. I'll say what happened in my crowd at that point, later, oh spoilers, jeez, um, no, hey, He's said dead. dead. he he's... got dusted, yeah, we <laughs> yeah he's we're doing spoilers, folks, so <laughs> here we go, but I love that movie, and I know that i I'm not sure where you were on the first viewing of that where where were you on that one would you think? oh I totally dug it, okay I like I liked
1: it even more the second time, but the first time i was I was way on board, but I knew more about. Black Panther than I did about uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, wh- when I found out they were doing Guardians of the Galaxy, I was, oh, wow, really? How are they going to do that? It's, isn't there a raccoon on that team and a talking tree? Yep. I, I didn't know a whole <laughs> lot about it, but it, hey, that, that worked.
0: Yeah. And I, even War, is it Warmonger? Is that, that's his name, right? That's the bad guy in yeah. Black Panther. Yeah. But he was I, I still really appreciate what they did with making him somewhat sympathetic and just how it ended everything was so good in that movie. So, yep. There there you go.
1: Uh number 4 for me is the uh, Avengers, the first one. We'd never really seen a big team-up movie before and can you pull it off? Well, Joss Whedon pulled it off big time. Uh the only reason I wouldn't have it higher, it gets a little CGI crazy in the third act. <clears throat> as far as just shit flying all over the place. Uh, <laughs> uh but it's still it it works, the comedy works, the action works, it has a very good pacing of keeping all these things together and everybody getting enough time to shine, and it's just a... uh, look at the box office, it's a damn good movie. Number three for you.
0: Number three for me is... Thor Ragnarok. Uh, Much like uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, something about the outer space stuff works so well, and this one here... The comedy is every bit as good as Guardians of the Galaxy with Thor and Hulk uh, and uh, Jurassic Park guy. Why am I drawing a complete blank right now? Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. He is a great – he's a bad guy, but I don't know why he seems kind of like a pussy in yeah, the movie. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> but It's great. But uh, the colors in the movie, the fast pace uh, – this is what took Thor to – for me to be, like, he's my favorite character in the MCU. Uh, he's, you know, buff action guy, but he's, something about how his line delivery is in these movies, especially the more recent ones, is, it's just hysterical. He pulls off comedy so good in these movies, and this one here, especially, especially coming off of uh, Thor 2 The Dark World, which we've talked about it as well. The first half of that movie, I think, is quite good, and then the second half, it just doesn't find its footing and it just doesn't. It doesn't work. Uh, but this one here is just it's top tier Marvel stuff, and people embraced this one. It. I don't know why. It just seems like the the. I really liked the first Thor movie, um, but it seemed like Thor one and two they did good, not great, um, and people were like, yeah, they're good, not great. And then this one came out, and it seems like everybody like really embraced this one because it's such a good movie.
1: Well, Uh, you were past the Guardians point uh, by then, right? So they could see that a real comedy team-up can work, and that's why they got Hulk in there. And they they really focused on comedy and Korg. Yes. It's just brilliant. It's so funny. They got the right person to get involved and and really kind of flesh out that character. Yeah.
0: And fast-paced. There's some of the other MCU movies, and like, let's go, I'm looking at you, Iron Man 3. Let's, come on. This one here, there was like, there was no fat. It was all... Just everything that was on the screen should be on the screen. And I, I love that movie. And it's another one where my wife, she loves Thor Ragnarok. And when you're watching a movie with a significant other and you can tell they are totally into it, it, it helps, it helps your enjoyment level as well. And I, this is probably one of her favorite, uh, MCU movies. So there you go. Yeah. Number three for me is Thor
1: Ragnarok. Uh, ah. I, I agree. It is awesome. I don't have much to add. I, It's it fantastic. And the comedy just works so well in there. Uh, it's just... Uh, w- the director, I'm not going to butcher his name. Yeah. Takiti. Uh, oh, yeah. you can go ahead and butcher his name if you want. <laughs> he, he just has the right sensibility for that, I don't know, for the MCU, I guess. And I was hoping that he would take over the next Guardians movie, but... They Disney relented to fans, I guess, and brought back uh Gun. So, yay for that. Uh, but I'm sure that they'll find something else for New Zealand director to do. And yeah. I'll be there with
0: my hat on, ready to watch. Yeah. I wonder if they are going to get... If they're going to try and keep him in the MCU, or if they're going to try and use him for another one of their properties. I mean, they're... It's like they're making so many movies right now, and they're like, John Favreau is doing Lion King, and... It's, it's almost like they have their core group of directors at this point that they just, you do this, you do this, you do this. Yeah, I don't know what's coming next for the MCU. Do you? I haven't looked into it too much. It's no. been all about Endgame thus far. Yeah, Endgame and I would imagine, well, obviously Spider-Man's coming up, but I would I would guess that Guardians 3 is going to be sometime soon and maybe Doctor Strange Part 2 would be. Uh, Gar-
1: Guardians 3 might be a while because James Gunn is doing uh, uh, oh. something for DC first.
0: Okay. Hmm. Anyway, well, we'll get into more, like, I wouldn't mind talking about where we see the future of the MCU going. Yeah. Okay. Uh, number two for me is Avengers Infinity War. I've only watched this movie twice, uh, but having said that, I watched it pretty much back to back. Uh, that's how much I liked this movie. The second time I, I fell in love with the movie. I'm like, this, this is incredible what they're doing here and how they're bringing everything together. Um, and then I'll, you know, I'm trying to choose my words carefully so we can talk about Endgame. But, uh, this sets up Endgame so well. This is like one gigantic five and a half, six hour movie, uh, pretty much. But I, the comedy here, once again, is fantastic. The stakes are high in this movie. They, they've made a great villain in, uh, Thanos. Uh, he never, <sighs> How do I say this? Like, there are some other superhero movies that I'm like, oh, you're just ma-. like, I, there was one of the X-Men movies. Well, actually, actually, I think was the villain in the one X-Men movie, wasn't it Josh Brolin? Yeah. And De- well, uh, Deadpool 2. Oh, OK. Now, I'm, OK, I'm thinking of an X-Men movie where the villain. I, oh, OK. It was uh, um, I, of course, brain fart here. The guy that's in the Star Wars movies. He was the villain in the in the X Men movie. Oh, Oscar Isaac! Oscar Isaac. Yeah, yeah I yeah. did not like him for some reason. I just it didn't work. But I, I, this guy works in in the Avengers, and his whole what he wants to see accomplished throughout the universe. The effects are fantastic. It, it even at two and a half hours, it doesn't feel overlong. It moves at a great clip. Everybody gets, in fact, everybody gets enough screen time. It could have been fleshed out even more, and I would have been okay with that. Uh, but I love Infinity War. I can't wait to rewatch it. Back uh, to you. I've watched it like
1: three or four times. It didn't make my list. And it's a great movie, but we only got five here out of, what, 22 movies or something. Yeah. Uh, the reason that it didn't is because with a lot of these other movies, I get choked up at just seeing, like, Oh, I remember seeing that in the comic. I can almost get teary. And Infinity War, I didn't get teary once. I don't think, and it's, you know, that part at the end where the snap, where you're supposed to freak out, no, didn't freak out, because half, like we said before, half those characters yeah. have movies coming out, so we know they're coming back. I, as I said before, it would have been better if they had snapped more of the B villain, or B characters. I, I would have had more weight for me, like, oh, crap, they, they just killed off, you know, Black Panther's sister, and mm-hmm. uh, Falcon, and War Machine, you know, holy crap, that, that's crazy, that's a lot of good guys that are dead uh but so yeah because of the lack of emotional impact for me there i just kind of was like yeah uh you didn't quite make the top five but number two for me is captain america 2 the winter soldier Mm. i adore this movie so much and it's almost close to a 10 for me it's real darn close the only thing that keeps it from the number one spot really is that it turns into a CGI fest in the end, where it's giant, crazy ships falling out of the sky but hurting no one. Uh, most of the movie, it's just a super tight political thriller and it works so damn well. We get to that car chase with Samuel L. Jackson and it's, it's just like, what, I, what am I watching? Like, this is straight up a 70s spy thriller. It was, Oh, so damn good. I love that movie so much. The stakes that are going on with uh, Hydra infiltrating um, S.H.I.E.L.D. and, uh, t- 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 what was I going to say? Um, oh, Bucky being back, the Winter Soldier, him having to face off against his friend who thought was dead. I mean, all the of the stakes there. Some of the really small characters that they were able to keep in there kind of fan servicey where he went down to the computer room for that was from the sixties or whatever. And that guy was th- still kind of his consciousness was in the computers. Oh, I love that so much. Just a damn, damn good movie, but not quite number one. Uh, <laughs> number one
0: for you. <clears throat> number one for me would be maybe this is a knee jerk reaction, but Avengers end game takes the top spot. And I'm, I'm again, I just watched the movie. This is the only one in all what twenty-two movies that I was reduced to a little pile of mush in the theater on several occasions, and then uh, it takes a lot. But we're talking lip quivering, tear. I was a complete blubbery mess, and not at this. There were certain parts that I'm hearing that people are getting kind of choked up over. It was actually the more it was when certain when certain action beats happen where it's so. It's hard for me to describe. It's so, after all these years watching these characters and certain things happen and it's such a badass moment that I, it's almost emotionally overwhelming. Uh, but this is the culmination of 10 years, 11 years of all of these characters that you've kind of fallen in love with and seen go through all this stuff and this big overlying story arc of the Infinity Stones finally come to a head and done right. I think... We can get into this more a little bit later with the whole time travel thing, which is a bit wonky, but I was so invested in everything that I just like, dude, hot tub time machine me, man, just like, let's go, let's go to the past, I don't give a shit, let's go there and do cool stuff, and they do cool stuff. Uh, Never bored, I know some people have been, I've been reading some different reviews and some people online saying that it's, the first part is, you know a little bit slow, kind of a slug to get through. Then the second part's, you know, more talky, heisty type stuff. And then it's action. And like, I was invested all the way through. I wasn't like, let's go. Never was I, let's go move it on. I was like, oh shit, what's going to happen next? And then finally, all of a sudden it's like, oh, now we're into the big bombastic action ending. And I, it wasn't like I was sitting there like, come on, come on, come on, let's go. I it was awesome. I, I and my in fact my wife was she was like when when are we going to go see that again in the theater? Uh she's like I really want to watch that one again. And so we might have to go see that one again sometime, but it'll probably be dollar theater cuz these movies are not cheap to go see at first run theater when you have to pay a babysitter and they aren't it's... but 3 hours in dollar theater chair I know. It's like ooh, and there now you're really getting into riff-raff, which yeah. I'll get into my crowd a little bit later uh, cuz it 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 ties in with my thoughts on this actual on the movie itself. But uh Endgame knee-jerk reaction number 1 best MCU movie that I have seen thus far. Cool. Back to you. For number 1,
1: number 1 for me is Guardians of the Galaxy. I can't believe it got there, but I, you know, I uh, I never give out 10s on first viewing. Or extremely rarely. And I did on this one. And upon rewatching a time or two, I, that, I can't find one thing wrong with it. And the way it got to be such a huge movie, in the, especially in the third act where they bring in all of, um Novacore fighting the, the, it just got so huge in scope. I just didn't expect it to do that. And you know, it, was so funny along the way with its heist stuff and, and rocket bring me that man's leg and you know, all his dumb stuff. It worked on every single level. I I could, it's perfect. Uh, I love the cameos in it. I, Lloyd Kaufman. There you go. Thank you. Stuff like that. I, yeah, just awesome. And, and all the, uh, uh, Howard, the duck.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Stuff like that works for me in spades. Yep. I am so glad that Disney decided to, uh, come to their senses and bring James Gunn back, uh, after that stupid, whatever tweet, uh, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I'm surprised
1: yeah, they did. I really am surprised
0: they did. I am, I am too, but I think at the end of the day, like, once the dust settles, no one's gonna really care unless you're, you know, a crazy, right winger or nut job, crazy guy, whoever it was that called him out on those tweets. Yeah. Fuck you.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised they relented. Okay. Let's get on to end game then. Yes. Uh, I watched it too. And I've been dissecting it the last few days with people online and I'm not going to really review the movie because I need to watch this movie a time or two again. Uh, it was Sunday afternoon. I'd had a couple. I was watching the movie, and I got so hung up on a couple of things that the movie just skimmed over and kept trucking at a lightning pace. Three hours, nothing. There is nothing. It's not too long. It's never boring. Not for a second. Yeah. And all of the major points that matter, I agree with you. I, dug. I have no problem with. But man, did I get hung up on the time travel, because they go out of their way to over-explain it, and they set up the rules, and when you're doing time travel, you gotta be a little loose with it, because if you set the rules too definitively, it's the snake eating its own tail, and they, I just don't understand most of the movie. Let's put it that way, okay? They, just, because they say, how'd they word it? Now we're getting into some spoilers here, people. Yeah. They say, forget, it's not back to the future, forget back to the future. You can't go back and change the past because that just creates an alternate timeline,
0: right? I guess, yeah. It's, yeah,
1: it's, you got to speak. It's, you can't yeah, just not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, they, the plan is to go back, and, well, he destroyed the stones, so the plan is to go back and get the stones to undo the snap because you can't go back and stop the snap, right? Yeah. Yeah. That'll just create an alternate timeline. So they're going to get the stones, come back, and undo the snap, and then take the stones all back to where they were. But, do I got that right? Pretty much. If you change something in the past, even taking the stones for a little bit, that can create alternate timelines. So didn't they just create an alternate timeline where everybody's back? And because... I see this is I just go in circles with it. Okay, let's start with Loki. Is Loki alive or dead?
0: I would be, I I'm going to say that he is now alive. But you can't change things in the past. Eh, they, they did there cuz he vanishes. So he's just in an alternate timeline then. I that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that they set up those rules but then they accidentally broke them because things did not go as planned. So it's like, well, but then nobody should have come back in that timeline. They should have come back in a separate timeline. I don't know, dude. I just, <laughs> I, I didn't give a shit. Like, the stuff that you're saying, I'm like, I okay, I, I just, <laughs> I roll, I was totally so into it, I'm like, it's back to the future, me. Just, just back no, to the they future. and said, you
1: can't do that. That's not possible. <laughs> I, see, this is why I was so confused because then you, when you come back to the present, it should be a different present. And then, uh, Gamora's sister. Thanos gets a hold of her and finds out what they're planning, and then he can travel to the... He sends the other one to the future. Why didn't he just go then to his future and fight them? But instead he... Or go somewhere in the five-year gap and fight them
0: there before they get a chance to go back in time. Well, he wanted, he wanted all the stones because he was like, oh, all the stones are going to be together. Awesome. I'll just go and take care of business then. Okay. I think.
1: I think. Yeah. I, it was beyond me, dude. I'm not kidding. I sat there most of the movie, just baffled. What?
0: Wow. And this is weird because I'm usually the one that's baffled, but I, I got it. All right. Maybe no, no. I didn't get it. I just like you just it's didn't kid. time travel. I just like this is great. <laughs> <laughs> Do time traveling, loopy things, and come back and kick Thanos' ass, and they did.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like I said, I got to watch it again, see if I can try and wrap my brain around it. But I kept trying to figure out what in the hell was going on, and so. Then they would take a few more steps and wait, 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 what? What now? What? What? It just, it got by me the whole three hours. I do really like, like all the time travel aside, I like the way they wrapped up Cap's arc. That was perfect. I like the way that, when I, when I, within the first act, because I've made predictions about what's going to happen in this movie over the last yeah. couple of years. And when I saw what they were doing with Tony, I was like, okay, I know where this is going. And by, by, checking that off the list, then I kind of figured what they were going to do with Cap. And I kind of thought that's what was going to happen.
0: Oh, really? Because that was a surprise to me. And now, I, I'm right there with you with Iron Man. I'm like, ah, oh, here's the little girl. Here's a cute little five-year-old. I'm like, oh, sorry, Tony, you're not going to make it out of this one. <laughs> yep, yep. And the way they handled that was very well done. Very
1: good writing and very good. I mean, I wasn't getting emotional, but... It was
0: handled very well. Yeah. And I think maybe because I was expect, I totally was expecting it. And even at that point in the movie, I'm like, wait a minute. I kind of remember Doctor Strange was saying one in a, one in a trillion billion. that's the only way this, I'm like, well, that, the way that is what he's saying there is Tony, you gotta die. So I was completely prepared for that. It was still pretty emotional, but I was expecting that. Now Captain America, though, how they end his story arc, I was not prepared for that, uh, at all. And now I'm guessing that that is, that's in the comic book. There's probably stuff like that in the comic books. Uh, I don't know about that, but
1: him handing the uh, Captain America duties over to Sam, that is. There, there was I'm a, talking
0: about like showing up old man Captain America, like year hero. There could be. I don't know. I don't know about that. I was just speculating.
1: I was just speculating. Because over the course of, of however many years these movies, of uh, both of those series, both of those guys have been after certain things and have run into certain problems along the way. And that is the logical conclusion for both of them. Tony mm. was never right after New York. We we had three movies dealing with it, at least. Iron Man 2, Iron Man 3, uh, and Captain America 3 Civil War. That yeah. was dealing with his struggles with that. Uh, probably Avengers 2 as well. And Infinity War, he's brought it up too. So it's it's the only way for him to be at peace, because there's no way that Cap can go he would he would be suicidal at that point if Cap sacrificed himself Mm -hmm. after his failures in their friendship. Tony would not be able to, it just would be way too sad and dark and miserable. This is the only way for it to be okay and then for Cap to be happy too because he's always been a man out of time and now he had a chance to finally get that dance. Yeah. It just, it made perfect sense. And I'm not kidding, dude. I had these thoughts when that little girl showed up in the beginning. I had them, because yeah. the, we knew time travel was coming in. I was like, uh-huh, I, this is what I would do. I'm not saying that I write as good as them or anything. I don't, not by a hundred million miles, but <laughs> the you can just make a couple of logical leaps when you've had so many chapters of this book and you're now getting to the last
0: one. Yeah. And yeah, I, I, I was handled so well, just so well. I agree. It was Man, it was fantastic. I, uh, some of my, my issues, um, and I, they may be, they probably will be addressed in the next Spider-Man movie, but we do see, uh, Peter Parker going back to school, seeing his buddy, and I'm like, okay, so I am assuming that we're now in 2023 because of the five-year whatever. So I'm like, so I'm guessing that his friend got, got dusted as well. Some of the students obviously got dusted, and some of them did not. And if they didn't, then they are five years old and probably graduated high school. So this is a whole new dynamic in high school. Uh, yeah, we got to
1: assume everybody in the Spider-Man movie got dusted. All his friends and everybody, because they're in Homecoming. And if they're all yeah. in the same grade, then they're not five years
0: older. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to how they're going to address what happened in Endgame in, uh, in Homecoming. Or not Homecoming. Um, Far From Home. Far From Home. So I'm very curious about that. But it was still... I I loved the Lord of the Rings type multiple endings where it's like, okay, we're wrapping up Tony's funeral here, which was... I love how they handled that as well. Yeah. Uh, Actually, bringing back the kid from Iron Man 3 was great. That was a bit of genius. Because actually, I I didn't know who that was at first. And then I had to like, who's the kid in the end? I'm like, ah, it's him. That was really cool. Uh, But I like how the camera just pans to different... Wait, was he five years older? Uh, I believe, oh yeah, he was much older. He was the same actor, I believe. Oh, okay. So he must have not have been snapped or dusted, whatever. Uh, but anyway, uh, it was, I, I did think it was weird with our theater. Now I'm going to get into my theater experience with our crowd and how invested they were in this movie. It was almost awkward when the movie ends with Captain America and, uh, I forget her name, but they're Peggy. You know, it's, Peggy, and they're back in the 50s or whatever, and they're doing their slow dance and a slow whatever, and it's like, ah, fade out, directed by, and it was weird that, and I get why they ended it on that, but it was almost like you heard a couple awkward claps, like we should be clapping right now, but it ended on such a little whimper and a lovey whimper or whatever, versus versus what had come before. Uh, It was interesting, and I Part of me wishes that they would have done something really, really like, and, bam, the and, instead of the, how they did it. But I get why they did it. It was a, a nice send off to the original first three phases of, of MCU. Uh, but my experience in the theater, it was completely sold out. Um, so there seemed to be like a lot of people that knew each other that were coming into the theater and you could just, like, there was one, there was one seat beside us that one guy... Sat in, and like a lot of people that were walking in were saying hi to this guy, and then they were talking. I'm like, wow, there's like a good portion of this theater that knows each other, which that doesn't that doesn't surprise me at all. That you get a whole bunch of family or whatever, well, like, and on Sunday afternoon too, might have been yeah. a bunch of people at church.
1: Oh, you're going? Let's go to yeah,
0: yeah. So, um, th- th- for the most part, the crowd was pretty good. There were a couple moments of you know. Talking at the screen like, holy shit, you did what? And whatever. I'm like, all right, that's fine. Um, and then, uh, t- here we go. We're ready for the big action scene. And uh, Doctor Strange starts doing his magic-y, circle thing. And out pops Black Panther and uh, his sister and mother, I think. And the crowd went, "I." it almost makes me emotional just remembering how it went cuz a couple people started to be like like oh shit like they started talking out loud and then when they walk out the place went completely completely nuts or i mean everybody was cheering and i i i was i was completely in tears and i don't know I, I don't know why it was like black panther's here but the way it went down in the theater it was such The energy, I I could not duplicate that. And I would typically, typically I would be like, oh, you have got to be kidding me. But here it was like the perfect, the planets aligned to where I'm like, this is incredible. It's incredible. Thor's hammer and Captain America getting Thor's hammer was the next part to where there was like this. It was like a, almost like a wave, like. Like, people were like, oh, shit, oh, shit. And then there was just an explosion of just, uh, an explosion of everybody just hooting and hollering and cheering that I normally would not go for. But in this case, I'm like, this is, this is what a good communal theater experience is all yeah. about. Um, so, I, and I could forgive some of the earlier stuff to I'm like, come on, shut up. Like There was a couple comments here and there. I'm like... Come on. Just be respectful. But then when we get to the action and there, and, and then it, right after that would happen, quiet. Like, it was, it was awesome. Like, I, I normally would not say that, but in a situation like this, I, it heightened, it heightened those moments for me to where I was reduced to a complete, complete puddle of weeping mush. I don't know. <laughs> it was just, well, it's weird to describe how, how that happens, but, how invested you are in the movie and then the crowd is you can tell you could I could tell like people were crying it was just, it was it was fantastic so there cool. you go yeah
1: i i've had those two and it, it definitely improves the theater experience which is a very extreme rarity in my opinion very rare yes but we'll see i think uh, we might go see it this weekend <clears throat> so i'm sure it's going to repeat and it's going to be packed house we'll
0: see oh yeah this thing is going to i Seems like every other movie has just that I am looking at what's coming out and I'm like it's just little movies here <laughs> and there. Just Aladdin's coming out. I'm like actually I on our fantasy movie league I picked Aladdin and I'm like oh I hope Aladdin is going to be that's safe this weekend. <laughs> no, 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 that's that's Memorial Day, which is still a little ways away, but this movie is going to make bank all summer long.
1: Uh, they don't have legs like they used to and the amount of people that saw it opening weekend. I, I'm not saying it's not going to do good, obviously. It's killing, but... Yeah. I, I mean, three, four weeks, you're... It's it's not going to be go. number one for four weeks, I don't think. Yeah. Uh, okay. You wanna do you uh, want to do another one?
0: Oh, yes. So now we are full on into review. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, you know what? Uh, because it's fresh on my mind, let's talk Terminator real quick. I watched Terminator last night, and we were going back and forth a little bit. Uh, this is obviously the 1984 version. Directed by James Cameron. I actually, uh, I got a, uh, well, I'm just gonna say it. I got a bootleg copy of this movie. I have, I have the Blu-ray. Actually, I think I might have two copies of this on Blu-ray. The original release and then the remastered release. Uh, but supposedly, this movie upon its theatrical, uh, release had a different color timing to it. And, um, since the, since it was released on numerous formats on, at, you know, home video, the audio has been tweaked some versus what was originally on the theatrical release. So the, I, I got this bootleg version on Blu-ray that has supposedly the original color timing and the original theatrical Dolby Mono soundtrack. Uh, Dolby Mono! Wow. You, <laughs> um, you hipster snob, you. Oh, it's weird because I, I, I had to crank it way, way, way up because it's not DTS HD Master Audio stuff or Atmos or whatever. This is mono, but uh, supposedly this is with no changes made to it since its that's released, And so, yeah, I hipped it up, I guess. <laughs> uh, but it, it was great. I loved watching uh, this. Ver- I, I guess I kind of remember it maybe having a bit more of a blue tint. Uh, this one here feels much more, to my eyes, I guess, uh like standard 80s, uh, other than the blue stuff, obviously, when they go into the future uh, with the robots and all that stuff. But yeah. this movie holds up so – the actual movie, it holds up so incredibly well. Schwarzenegger, other than – I think other than Conan, the Barbarian, I think that this is probably his best role. He was made for this role, to wear very few lines – robotic because, honestly, that's kind of how he acts anyway. Yeah. And just a complete bad guy badass. Uh, this is essentially a slasher movie. Like, watching it through a horror mindset, it's kind of a slasher movie uh, with your got your final girl, and here's the unstoppable killer that just keeps killing and coming after, you know, here's the uh, reason why this killer is coming after the final girl, whatever, but... Dude, it hits so good. I haven't watched T2 in years now, but and I know that that this could change, but I think that right now, I think the Terminator is my favorite of that series. But I need to give T2 another rewatch because it's been so many years. This holds up so well. The effects are still great. Yeah, I can tell their models, their the model stuff in the future, but I like that dirty, grindhousey, model feel instead of the clean big budget sheen that probably T2 even has. Uh,
1: uh, no, no, I, 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 every time I watch this mo- scene out here, we here's where we swap from the horror guy to the sci-fi guy, because I watch these movies every two years. Maybe yeah. I've been through this series many, 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 many times. Uh, I always start off with Terminator one and I feel the same way. This might be better. This is awesome. It's more of a horror movie and it, it's just that speech that Michael Bain gives where you can't reason with it. You can't stop it. You know, it doesn't feel anger. It doesn't feel pity. It doesn't feel pain. It doesn't sleep. You know, that's where that movie got really, really scary for me because I never thought of it like that. Yeah, it's just a programmed killer. T- T2, on the other hand, here is a, a perfect analogy for that is Alien and Aliens. Both great movies. Which one do you prefer? Because for me, it's Aliens all day. And same here, it's T2 all day. Those effects completely hold up. They are amazing. Uh, And I'm looking forward to your review, because I'm sure you're going to watch that Fairly oh, soon, yes. yeah.
0: Oh, yes. I'm I'm all about it. And I'll, I'll probably, I'm, I will. I'll watch the third one again. I really, I, I remember that's the one that you were like, it's not as good as you remember. And I really liked part three. I'm looking forward to rewatching that one as well. I'm going to probably try and go through all of them. Uh, Genesis,
1: though. Give it another chance. I, I really turned around on that movie when I forget about the trailer and just go in with a kind of an open mind this time around. And I, I've watched it like three times now. I wow. and I I telling you, three is the weakest of the whole series in my book, and I and wow. here I love three's ending. That's where you and I both love it. It's The ending is still great. It's but great. But a lot of that movie is a groan after groan after. Like, oh come on! Uh, like the comedy bits? Or is that what
0: oh, they're, or they're ju-
1: just awful, awful, awful. <laughs> Uh, Ugh. yeah. But, and, I mean, the action there is okay, but then you go to the part four, which is like real dark and gritty and mm-hmm. it's not great. I'm not, lo- anything after two is downgrade. Uh, yeah. so I, but, but, you know, a bad Terminator movie is still better than most direct video, uh, sci-fi movies we get these days, you know? So like, that's the problem. My genre that I love so much is a really expensive one. And so yeah, we don't get is. a lot of good quality sci-fi. Uh, so I'll take my crappy Terminator sequels over most of what comes out these
0: days. And there's another Terminator coming out, what, this year or next? Yeah, and now how much is James Cameron involved in that? It, it seems like he has his hands in almost all of them, and then it's like, this is the definitive one, and then it doesn't do so hot, and it's like, well, shit, let's reboot it, or we'll, here we go again. Supposedly, this is the new part three.
1: Mm, so okay. I, I, they're messing with timelines, and <sighs> trying to think what the movie was that... That just seems to be the thing they're doing right now. Just forget these sequels. This is the new part two yeah. or three or yeah. whatever. Well, All right. You're messing with time
0: travel. I accept it. Let's go. Yeah. But it's still a great movie. This first one, Bill Pax, a young, young punk rock, Bill Paxson's in it. That's cool. Uh, again, Schwarzenegger, I think just, he was so huge in this movie and genuinely scary. I, I dug that, especially with how he was handing those machine guns. He just, he seemed like a real robot. Like, before he got stripped of the flesh and he was just the actual robot, I totally bought into the fact that he is a cyborg sent from the future to kill Linda Hamilton. Yeah. And
1: see, my introduction to the series was part two. I started there. And mm. and then I went back and watched part one. And I didn't like it as much, but over the years I've come to appreciate it much, much more. Yeah. Uh, but if you watch them back-to-back, back, real close. Pay attention when she first... Because you know how scared she was of the Terminator. Oh, yeah. Now, that meeting they have in the hallway, their first meeting, it's so effective. And uh they also show... Is it part two? Where they show uh clips of part one. A security camera from when he's going through the cop shop, just blowing everybody away. Okay. Little things like that I love. And part two is just... Oh, it's so good, dude! Because they connect the two. Oh, this this is the guy from nineteen eighty, what whatever eighty seven or whatever that movie came out. Yeah. He killed a whole bunch of cops. We're, you know who is he? <laughs> but now he's a good guy.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, it's oh uh, so we'll see.
0: Good. I, I remember Guns N' Roses soundtrack and Edward Furlong with long hair and.
1: And they bring but that again, Guns I- N' Roses song back in Part Four, which is why I like Part Four. That's one of the things I like about Part Four: that and action scenes. Mm. It's just, it's, it's just, it's way more exciting than Part Three ever was. And uh, we both defended Part Three many times in the past. It's just late, last couple watches, and eh, it just drops for me.
0: I remember, like, Part Three was the one where there's uh, the fire truck. Uh, Terminator holding onto the fire, tr- Schwarzenegger holding onto the fire truck, and there's some CGI that that, that hasn't aged well. Oh, really? T two looks perfect. T three, eh, that crane thing, little dodgy. Oh, isn't that cr- incredible? That T two came out in 1990, and you're, and again, I I haven't seen it in years, but you're saying that the CGI still holds up the action scenes and the it's the perfect, special effects? it's pr- it's flawless. Ah, that's Im- that's impressive. Yep. <laughs> but I shall give it a rewatch here soon and report back. Cool.
1: I can't wait to hear what you think of all of them. Yeah. All right, back to you. Okay. Uh, let's go with Westworld season two. I talked about season one last week and I wrapped up season two. So let's talk about that. And you haven't watched this one yet. So I'm not going to get terribly no. spoilery. Okay. Um, one of the things I'm not sure if I mentioned about, Oh yeah, we did talk about the the different timelines in part one. Well, I'm not sure how much he was involved in, in Season 1, but he was definitely more involved, I think, in the writing in Season 2, and that is Mr. Jonathan Nolan. Are you familiar with his work?
0: Oh, that name sounds so familiar.
1: That would be the brother of Christopher Nolan, who works oh, with him on the, okay. at the writing stage of most of their movies. So if you're going to bring in different timelines and stuff like that, like Inception-y kind of things, who better? Yeah. Uh, and you didn't fully see it until the last episode when everything coalesces. But looking back on it after that episode, it was like, oh yeah, I see his influence all over this because, again, this sh- season deals with different timelines. Uh, the thing is, they don't necessarily, again, don't tell you. They don't tell you you're dealing with different timelines, and they don't tell you how, and they don't tell you when they take place. You're watching, you know, you, you follow a certain group, and then you follow this other group, and you think they're happening at the same time, or... You know, you get to the later half of the season, and it's like, oh, so some of these things are not quite at the same time. And then you get to the very end, and you're like, I, I can't believe what they did to me. That was incredible. Uh Season 2, definitely better than Season 1, in my opinion. It seems like Season 1 was setting up. was just the footstool so that we could tell this story. Mm. It's crazy. And the way it ends, it's... Oh, it's so good. I'll, I'll give you a little bit of a hint. It, it's... Whereas they had, uh, in the first season, they had a past timeline going on and a present timeline. In the, the second one, it's more like they have a present timeline and then the past timeline that was leading up to this timeline is there, but it's going backwards, like memento style. They're showing, oh. they're showing you what happened in reverse and you don't even realize it until you get to the end of the show. And then you go, Oh, I see. Because they're playing with memory again. And the guy's getting his memory back, but he's getting it back in, in the, you know, by backtracking. So it's in reverse order. And, oh, 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 is it good, dude? Uh, I would say this. If you're going to go watch season two, get your ass on Wikipedia and study part one, because even going straight from part one to part two, like okay, now well, there's, there's a lot of different people. What was yeah. their motivation again? What were they doing again? If you let two weeks go by in between seasons, you might be hopelessly lost. Uh, oh, I finished that one up
0: a year ago, at least
1: get just, Go, or, go on YouTube. I'm, I'm, this is something I've been finding lately, cause now Game of Thrones being gone two years oh, and now coming yeah. back. You can go on YouTube and type in any season of anything and recap, and they will, you can find some video that'll be 10 or 15 minutes long to get you back up to speed. And you know how those refreshers are. Once you start watching, you're like,
0: oh yes, oh yes, it's all coming back to me now.
1: Mm-hmm. It's all coming back to me. <laughs> uh, where
0: are, by the way, where are you with Game of Thrones? Like, are you caught up except the season that is currently on? because you're actually, you passed me. I, I, I forgot when I quit.
1: I, I nah. think you quit at five or six and then seven was awesome. And most people didn't like seven, but I liked it way better than the, like the previous three seasons because they had passed the books at that point. They had different writers. They were moving things along instead of just peddling their wheels.
0: Cause yeah. that's what it felt like when I was watching. I'm like, let's go.
1: Yeah. Well, and I don't think you ever watched seven. I think you need to get there. And we're kind of rewatching. Them. I, I've got season one on Voodoo. You've got season two on Voodoo. We're now into season two. Okay, uh, but you know I can only watch that in the office. So here or there, uh, I don't know yeah. that we're going to rewatch all of them leading up to eight. We're waiting for all of eight to come out. Then we're going to get the the HBO Go free trial or whatever, and then binge them. We'll be done with them in a week. Uh, yeah.
0: So, 8 is the last season, and then it's going to be done, I think?
1: Yeah, it's going to be done. Well, this series is going to be done. They've got a prequel series set thousands of years ago they're going to do, and they're also talking about another spinoff with some of the characters. But um I I think this is 8, isn't it? Whatever. I. Th- it is yeah, the last I- season, though. This is it. Okay. All
0: right. I want to get back into it. I'm going to watch them all. I want to watch all of them, but I just... I remember that last season. I'm like, that, it ended good, but I'm like... I think it ended with the shame, shame, shame... uh That she had to walk through the street naked. Uh, That that Uh, might have been five or six. I think that was the season that I... The last season that I watched. And then uh, I think there was some sort of an... I forget. Um, But I just remember there was just so much... That was was season five. Oh, that's where I'm done. Yeah, I haven't watched so
1: there's eight seasons, so I'm, miss- I'm behind three. Shit. Well, and, yeah, I mean, five, six, seven, I was starting to get frustrated too, because it's just lots of talking and walking, and not a whole lot going on. There's some good episodes, but I just was losing interest, and yeah. it wasn't because it felt like they were dragging it out. It just, all of a sudden we're, it's just talking. <laughs> yep. Get mm-hmm. on with it, and then season seven, I felt like the pace really changed on that one, and shit was happening. And moving along and forward progression. Uh and then the the season ender on that one might have been one of the best season enders of the whole show. It oh, was really Oh, I wanted to see the next episode so bad and they're like, see you in two years. I'm like, oh you pricks. <laughs> but hey, absence makes the heart grow fonder. So Yeah.
0: So now real quick back to uh Westworld. So uh did it set itself up for a uh,
1: season three? Oh yeah. Yep. And, oh, that's another thing we had talked about. I was concerned because we were going back to Westworld. Well, I had already said this last episode, I guess. It does go to different other places, parks in the park. And that's very interesting and cool. So that breaks up the Old West motif uh, quite a bit. And they're also dealing a lot with the outside world. okay? Okay. You know, as far as they're trying to get out. Some people are trying to get out. Some people are trying to erase everything. Uh, and there's this whole other thread that's a spoiler I don't want to get into of, of what the purpose of the park actually was. Uh It's crazy. And some of the, again, some of the things, some of the events you'll start noticing through the season, almost like, wait, didn't that already happen? Uh, what? Especially with this water reservoir, where they come upon this water reservoir early on, and it's really high, and they're like, well, they flooded the valley. And then later on in the show, it's not flooded. And you're like, what? And then later on in the show, they start to flood it. And you're like, what? And then you uh. get to the end and you realize it was the memory was being unlocked in reverse order. And it's brilliant because it gives you just enough information you need at that point in time to progress the story. And you're also learning these things at the same uh, time that the person whose memory got screwed up at the same time they're learning them. So it makes sense for them to do it that way. I know it seems complicated, but it makes sense. No, for it him. does. But hey, yeah. season one was complicated. The, yeah, the and I got that.
0: Out. I, 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 but I, I'm right there with you as far as reading up or at least watching a YouTube video to catch me up to speed because I remember enough of season one. I really like season one, but it's been long enough to where I would probably be lost once I start. And I'm gonna, I, I want to get that season, season two watched before season three comes out. And I'm not gonna rewatch season one. I, I got too much other stuff. I don't have the time. Yeah, you shouldn't have to.
1: If, and trust me, you may be confused on some episodes, but by the end, I understood everything. It all made sense to me, more or less. Uh, okay, I blabbed on long enough about that. Go ahead.
0: Oh, the last round. That, just,
1: that was your only one. You wanted... I know, but I talked on it way too long, and okay. where time is of the essence.
0: Okay, so Andy Sidaris, I believe is how you pronounce his name. He's a director that made a lot of action movies in Hawaii. Uh, oh, there he is. I'm on IMDb. Oh, he died in 2007. That's too bad. Um, oh boy. And I'm going to get them all Uh So, Hard Ticket to Hawaii was one <laughs> of the movies that he made. <laughs> oh boy. Um, uh, Malibu Express was the other one. These are Blu-rays by the way. And then uh, another movie called 7 from 1979. Uh, let's just uh let's work on on um Hard Ticket to Hawaii first. Because that movie is awesome in every possible way. Uh, in Molokai, I think that's how you pronounce that uh, Hawaiian island name, uh, two undercover drug a- enforcement agents are after a vicious drug kingpin, but on the way they will also have to deal with a contaminated giant python. And so Action Guy and... So much nudity that, uh. So much nudity. I mean, it, it's so much nudity. Oh my lord, so much. So, so much. Well, there's there's a reason they call it a Skinamax flick. Oh, yeah, these are. Oh. Um, this one here actually, it was laughable, obviously. The action was pathetic, but the storyline, I, I like that the storyline in this was very basic and easy to follow and give me some action and tons of TNA and roll credits. And I had a good time. Uh, I really enjoyed this movie. Uh, So I was like, well, then I guarantee I'm sure that I'm going to like the other movies from this guy. So I popped in Malibu express. Uh, That's where things go south. Uh, Malibu express uh, here. Honestly, like here's a synopsis on IMDb. A smooth talking private eye is assigned to task, the task of investigating who is behind the high-tech computer technology leaks to the Russians. I couldn't tell you if that was actually what was going on in the movie. This was all over the place, way too plot-heavy with t- just talking, and then just this guy shags everything in the movie. And he's he's a good-looking dude. Uh, what's his name? Is it Darby Hinton? Uh, he's... <laughs> Yeah, but Sybil Danning is in this. I think she might end up being the baddie. But it's just, oh, he just meets a girl and it's immediately she just wants to jump his bones. And then crossing and double crossing. And it, none, none of it really makes sense. And it's not fun. Like, Hard to Get to Hawaii was easy. Just sit back, check Brain at Door, and enjoy the just whatever, the cheesy action. This was eh, trying a little bit too hard with this one to... I don't know. It just didn't quite work for me. Um, however, uh, Seven, have you heard of this movie? Uh, I heard of the Fincher one, but I haven't heard of this yeah. one. So I, my buddy online, I said that he actually sold me these, these Blu-rays for cheap. Uh, and uh, I, so I told him, I said, Hard Ticket to Hawaii was quite good. And so and Malibu Express was not so much. He's like, have you seen Seven? It's from 1979. he's like, and it's his best movie. And I did not, so I hopped on the eBay and i 'm like ooh, there 's a copy for twelve bucks, so I bought that, and I am happy to report that is a good movie that is a lot more like legit fairly well made action movie i could i it would have been harder for me to tell that this was actually directed by this Andy Sidaris because he 's got a bunch of movies that are all fairly similar, I guess, but this one here has William Smith in it as the main guy have you heard of william smith ah, good old billy smith who hasn't heard of him no yep, that nope. means you haven't okay <laughs> uh 269 credits and i'm pretty sure let me just double check here uh, i mean you uh, don't get on. that number of credits
1: unless you're christopher lee or doing porn
0: yeah <laughs> um come on we're let's see here um Holy shit, he was in, he's been in so many things. I thought that he was the bald guy in Raiders of the Lost Ark that gets the head lobbed off by the propeller, but that's not him, but Judas Priest, this guy's been in a ton of shit. Um, anyway, I recognize him. I, like, I, he's been in enough stuff to where I'm like, I, I've seen you in other things. Uh, but he's hired to collect a group of seven mercenaries or hitmen, or whatever, to stop seven different Bad people on the Hawaiian Islands. Basically, they're all, this, this kingpin is trying to take over the islands by drugs and it doesn't matter. They're, they're bad guys and here's the good guys that we are all introduced to and they're all gonna take out one of them and it is so good. It's just, it's 70s cool. It, uh, like half the movie is literally setting up who, like, here's this person and here's what this person does and here's the person this person's gonna try and kill and it's just, Cool, like you would totally dig it. You totally would dig this movie. Lots of uh, like when they kill someone, uh, the squibs are really good, or they just flat out just blow someone up. Like, <laughs> like uh, you know what? Just to make sure, we're just gonna rocket launcher your ass and boom! Like, yes, thank you. One one guy, spoiler, I guess, kind of, but who cares? Uh, this girl, uh, one of the assassin ladies, whatever. She uh, she gets one of the bad guys to put on a shirt with a bullseye on it. Because it's a for a photo shoot, you go out and you surf, and you have a bullseye on you because it's cool. I'm like, really? You're Ugh. a mafia guy, and you're just gonna slap on a bullseye shirt and go surfing? And he does, and he 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 dies <laughs> wonderfully. It was it was great and laughable. But I'm like, oh, now he's got the bullseye shirt on. Now we go to the other assassin guy with like he's looking out of his with his rocket launcher. He's like. Okay, I see. I got you lined up there. Thanks for the bullseye. Boom. I'm like, oh, this movie is just wonderful. Wonderful. <laughs> Sounds um, great. Put it on the stack. <laughs> yeah, th- that's one that you should check out. It was uh, quite good. The Malibu Express, not so much, but uh, I guess Mill Creek is releasing another couple movies of his. Uh, I mean, the titles are so generic that it doesn't matter. I'll get them. And all the covers look similar. They're all typically two women almost naked and then a guy shirtless. That's, that's almost all of the covers, and uh-huh. to me, to me, that is an immediate sell. I think Hard Hunted, and I think Savage Beach or Fit to Kill might be the ones that are coming out. But so it's, so it's
1: all uh, the titles are just random combinations of hard body descriptions and beaches, yeah, and beaches. Yes. Yeah. okay,
0: yeah. yeah. It's kind of like the old days of Van Damme and uh, Steven Seagal. Just throw ra- hard bullet, whatever. <laughs>
1: But uh, yeah, there you go. Hard bullet, whatever. (laughs) Okay, let's do coming soon and wrap up because we're getting on in time and my neck is killing me and I can barely talk anymore. Don't worry, I got plenty on my list to review. It just it's I was going to say, wow, you I blabbed on about the MCU and stuff. It's it's fine. Maybe next episode we'll do a lightning round speed round. Yeah. I'm fine with that. I got shitloads of VHS. Oh, coming soon for me, it's always the same old shit, but uh one thing that I'm in the middle of watching, I'm half done with it, I'm going to finish it today for sure, is Prom Night 2, the Mary Lou Express, or whatever the hell it's called. Hello, Mary Lou! I really hate titles that don't have consistency. Be called Prom Night 2, Hello, Mary Lou. Not Hello, Mary Lou, Prom Night. Oh, that bugs the shit out of me. Uh, anyway, that aside, so far, this is amazing, and yeah. I'm looking forward to finishing it up. Uh, Hello, Mary
0: Lou. How are you? you got some proms to go to? Oh, yes, Eugene for the win that was awesome <laughs> that was awesome. that was awesome, and yeah, it's probably gonna be the intro. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that came from, but man, scooby doing prom night oh i wanna
1: I've got a I'm redoing the floors in our offices, and I got my wife's done, but now I've got to take this whole office apart, and that is such a monumental task. I mean, I've got three bookshelves of movies, I've got one bookshelf of actual books, and then I have an entire entertainment center in here to tear down. i got to get everything out of here, so I'm probably going to be working on that. I don't know how much movie watching I'm going to get done, but... I do think when I put things back together, I'm going to pack up the 71 sound system because it so barely gets used, and I think I'm going to move the Xbox in here because the boys barely play with it, and I've got like five games here I bought that I haven't had a chance to play, so I might get some video gaming done here in the near future. But first, I got to get this damn floor taken care of.
0: Now, Xbox, the original or, 360. or the Xbox? Okay, the 360. Yeah. Gotcha.
1: Gotcha. What okay. about you? What's coming soon for you, sir?
0: Oh, for me, um, you know, I might be revisiting Star Wars episodes four, five, and six. Uh, just I got that hankering for some Star Wars, and I think that you were you had uh, started. I'm not sure if you finished, but uh, Force Awakens.
1: Yeah, I started seven.
0: That, I haven't okay, finished so it. that kind of got me kind of in the mood for some Star Wars. So I'm going to try and watch those again. If I can watch them by the next episode, I'm, I'm not sure we'll see. Um. What else do I got? Uh, I mean, I've got. I have so many movies to review. Uh. So. It, yeah. That'll. Not sure where I'm going with that. I've got movies to review, but the movies that I'm actually going to be watching from now until next week. Hmm. What am I going to watch? Um. Star Wars. What? Are you, so the, four, yeah. five, and
1: six? Are you going to watch the? Which Which versions are you going to watch?
0: I'm going to watch my uh. D specialized versions. Cool. I just uh, gave those to a friend
1: this week. <laughs> oh, really? Yep. You'll get those back, right? Oh, I already got them back. He made his <laughs> oh, copies yeah, okay. quick. Yep. He's he's nice. responsible person. Good,
0: good. Uh, there's got to be something uh, there. I know that there was something else that I was going to. Oh, I, I'm um, going to finish
1: seven, and then I'm
0: gonna I want to watch Solo again, and probably Rogue One again. Nice, nice. Um, have you heard of a movie from 1979? Uh, actually, 1979. I think it's 1979's Dracula. That sounds familiar. Uh, it's star, it stars. It's ugh. not in that hammer bunch? No, it's not a hammer movie, but it stars the guy. Uh, you'd know the actor, and I, I, I feel bad not knowing his name, but he was the guy in the box that, that, with the face that's all, you know, messed up. Frank. Oh, Langella, or whatever. Yes, he's Dracula in this thing. Nice. Uh, but, uh, uh Donald, Ple- I almost said Christopher Lee. Uh, Donald Pleasance is in this. And so I got this movie, and I'm like, I, I love, Dracula movies, especially the Hammer ones. And I can't believe that this is not Hammer, but it's a 1970s Dracula movie, and I cannot believe I haven't seen it. So that's definitely going to be watched before next episode. Awesome. So that, and then um, I might give... Um, I might give Panic Room another watch. I've been kind of wanting to watch Panic Room for some reason again. Uh, but, uh, and there should be another... Th- no, there is no theatrical... Viewing's coming up. I thought that maybe I was going to get to the theater, but nope, that's it. Well, there's other stuff too, but it's not worth mentioning other than lightning rounds. <laughs> cool. Okay, anything else for this episode? That should do it. All right, I'll see you next week. All right, see ya.
1: listening hey if you want to get a hold of the movie freaks you can get a hold of us facebook.com backslash movie freaks pod on twitter at movie freaks pod drop us an email movie at yahoo.com intro music was public domain by www.rutgermuller.nl